Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm ESPN. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. <laughs> no, you ain't. ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interviews. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interviews. FM ESPN. Ladies and gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly As soon as it drops We're on a runway Bubbles popping up Before you know where There's rubble and dust Cause we'll be pushing it up Somebody say You Wednesday. I gotta warn you, it's a little nippy out there. I uh, I can tell you that because uh, I I I misjudged when I put on shorts. Yeah, I I misjudged. I'm wearing a t-shirt uh, and uh, and shorts, a, a jacket. I threw on then mm-hmm. as I was heading out the door. I'm like, oh, this is not right. Uh, but uh, yeah, a jacket. Uh, anyway, so be 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 aware. It is brisk out there today on the radio show. John Martin's going to join us in the next segment, uh, and then let's see. After John, it'll be Chris Harrington straight up at ten o'clock. He's got a column up at the Daily Memphian that we will talk to him about, and then Sam Harneman is going to join us. So, full slate, Jeff. We have a, we have what you would call a full slate. Um, among the things we'll talk to Sam Hardiman about is the uh, uh, the mayor yesterday was out at Whitehaven High School and uh, 
Whitehaven High School, and he was doing a One Memphis, the start of his One Memphis tour. I do wonder whether they'll have like T-shirts. You know, the first thing they'll yeah. back will be Whitehaven, and then who, who? I don't know. I don't know where they're going next. Uh, the tour, the tour, yeah, where the tour is going to go next. Uh, but uh, Paul Young did the, uh, the, the, the this the opening, and I went. I went, and there was I, I get there, and there's a long line, and there's people like, and there there's a long line as I'm driving up of. Uh, people waiting to get through a metal detector. I'm like, this is this is a popular popular event, and um, and they're concerned about security. And I wondered, I honestly wondered if I was going to get a seat. I didn't expect the one Memphis tour. I mean, this is an eras. Let's be honest, right? So sure. Uh, although it's a, you could argue it's a new era. Mm-hmm. Um, and I uh, and then I realized that was for the Whitehaven Cordova basketball game. Ah, not the event. Not a big yeah. game, by the yeah. way. Big game at the gym, right next to the event. The event That's... was in the auditorium, and uh, I got to imagine parking was a disaster. Parking wasn't great. It is funny though. It's just amazing how it works. I'm just so addled. I literally park my minivan, and I'm I've walked across the field to the place, and I'm I'm just feeling to make sure I have my keys. I freaking left my minivan running. In the parking lot. So he wheeled around, went back, got the minivan, you whatever. It's, it's a tradition just, unlike any a other. It's tradition unlike any other. Exactly, with the Masters coming up. Uh, so anyway, I did reclaim my keys. I then listened to the mayor. And I have to say this. Like, I was going to write a column about it. But it was such a big, sprawling, unwieldy Q&A that I, I didn't even know what to say. I, I didn't have, there was no takeaway from me from the event. But now I have thought about it a little bit. I have a couple of takeaways. One is... Oh, we're getting fresh takes? No, not really. They're not. They're not hot or fresh or whatever. I guess, but I mean, these but are these not, aren't. The, you haven't written these. I yet. Have, I've not written. No, these, these are takes. fresh takes, are, Jeff. Yeah, but the, the problem is they're takes that I didn't think were worthy of writing a column. So they're very modest. takes. So they're lukewarm, fresh takes. They're very lukewarm. Um, the first one was. It's good for him to do it. Like I don't think it's that easy. It was mostly just Q and A. It was mostly just citizens getting up, walking to the microphone. And asking him a question or registering a complaint. That's what it was. It was a listening tour more than uh, anything else. And I don't think it's that easy. First of all, when you're the mayor, I hate to say this, you actually can't just wave a wand and solve crime, right? Like, you, you don't have all the answers. Even when it comes to roads and potholes, you know, like one of the questions was about, uh, you know, a lot of our big surface roads, they've been designated state highways. Have they, you know, are they state highways? Should the state be fixing them? Whatever right. else, whatever. And the answer to that was yes. I don't know which ones they were complaining about in particular, but um, yeah. I, I never know. What do you do with like Summer Avenue and Poplar? Which, I don't know, or, I, I don't know, know I mean? which are state roads, but I, 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 now, now, I'm way, now I'm way out of my depth. But some of them evidently, Austin P. I don't know, some are state roads. Sure. And for those, TDOT as I like to call them, mm-hmm. they're responsible. So what does the mayor say? The mayor says, yeah, well, we've talked to TDOT about the urgency here, and they have a, uh, you know, they have a cycle that they follow, and they uh, we'll get, that's the answer. They, they, you know, the answer is, is that, I hate to say this, the answer is not my job. Like, you know what I mean? Even though it's a road in the city of Memphis, you would think that would be like the essence of the job, right? Um, well, what's the, what's the old adage? Like, if you're a mayor, it's like uh, pave the roads and... Right, and the roads aren't even his. Yeah. They're not even all right. his to pave. So, and then, so that, so, but anyway, to get up there for, and then, 
at about, let's see, it started, it started ostensibly at six. Uh, although uh, Councilman Ford took a bunch of time. He had, a, he had, a, he had an audience it. and he just, he just started telling stories. And uh, so he, and the band played. I appreciated that. The Whitehaven band played. I always appreciate a good brass section. And, uh, and so then the mayor, but the mayor at, after an hour and a half of questions, Started at 6 o'clock. At 7.30, they were going to cut it off. And the mayor said, um, if you're in line, I'm sorry. What? And then he just says, no, it hurts my heart. I, I, I'll get to you. And then we, we were practically 8.30 before we wrapped up. Two and a half hours of asking the mayor questions. And, and not only do I think it's good for him to do it, because here's the truth. The reality of Memphis is, is troubled now. But the narrative about Memphis also troubled now. And it may be even more troubled than the reality in some in some ways. And so, in addition, the best way to change the narrative is to change the reality, right? Yes. But it's also true that there is something to be said for just using your bully pulpit to preach a little bit of optimism and hope and whatever else. Like, it, it, we are drowned out by... If you go... To, do you belong to the Nextdoor app? Do you have the Nextdoor app? Okay, so I don't have the app... Or whatever it is. Are you on next? Like, it is so unrelentingly so, negative. Oh, no, that place is a hell site. That is a hell site. And then, with all due respect, like, I have great regard. I, more and more, I mean, I think TV reporters, a lot of them do a really good job of tracking down good stories and care deeply about not just... But, let's be honest, it's also true that what sells is crime. And so is there a... Is there a it, 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 crime is going to be featured on the local news. It yeah. just is. Like, crime is going to be... So you've got everything that's going on in your hellscape of next door. Then you've got your local TV, uh, which is just one, uh, basically a bloodbath. <laughs> and then... And so it's nice to have someone out there preaching a little bit of hope and talking about some of the good things. Like, crime is down. Like, not down from where, you know, whatever. It's not where it should be. It's not whatever, but there are there are actual things you can say that are based in reality that give you some idea of hope. Or we'll talk about what other cities have done. There are other major cities, and it's one of actually the discouraging thing about the crime in Memphis is you see like the the murder rate nationally way down last year. Wasn't in Memphis. So is that that's discouraging at some level. It's also because you know it can be done. Like, you know there whether, I'll pick out whether you're Detroit or Omaha or wherever else, you know progress can be made. I was just honestly, more than anything else, I was impressed that a dude got up for two and a half hours and listened to people. And you know what else? I wish the police chief would do the same thing regularly. She was there, and she did answer some questions, and it was helpful. Like, people would say, hey, we get out of Whitehaven High School. When people get out of Whitehaven High School at whatever it is, 3 o'clock, there's no cops around. Be nice to have a little peace presence. Police presence or peace presence, for that matter, when when school get, gets out, and um, and and there was no particular answer given there. She just said, "I want to talk to you afterwards, and we'll figure out what your needs are and if we, what we can do to meet meet him and whatever else." And so, um, it was, I think, a just good to do it. Second thing that was really striking, and not really striking, not that surprising, the Daily Memphian did a poll about crime and stuff, uh, guns and everything else. And the truth of the matter is, what it revealed. This was last year. What it revealed was 
basically we all believe the same thing. <laughs> like we, yeah. we, 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 we all want the same thing. We're all concerned about the same thing. We all, you know, believe fundamentally the same things, um, you know, and uh, not, not at the margins, obviously. But so then I sat there for two and a half hours and, you know, it almost all the questions were about crime. Yeah. Yeah. The same. And, you, you, and then there were other stuff like there was, <laughs> and there was the same sort of uh, emphasis on, accountability that you would hear like why aren't the parents doing something or um there was there was one person who suggested listen memphis used to be one of the cleanest cities in the in the in the country and now it's it, it's a mess and can't we get whoa when was that that it was clean yeah oh, it used to be known one of the one of the this is true when i moved here People have been saying that since I moved here. That Memphis was, it once even had a slogan about Memphis city beautiful or Memphis whatever cleanest. Like Memphis used to pride itself on, but this was literally before I got here in 96. So it was even then it was, we used to be, and that was, you know, three decades ago. So even three decades ago, we were saying we used to be. But anyway. Oh, Memphis is the only city in the nation to win the award for the nation's cleanest city five times. There you go. There's it's a Memphis like, you know, it's like know. me and sports columnist. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it has been uh, as a city and as a sports columnist. But um, but there you go. Only city. Is that true? When, when was our era? When was our run? I, I noticed we didn't put the years. Oh. It's, this is the Memphis We think this is a little bit Ole Miss football. Yeah, you know, like whatever. This, this, this might is, be uh, uh, championships in the 60s. Yeah. Um, so... But anyway, so they were saying, well, why don't we take uh, some of these folks who we've uh, who we've ha- uh, the, some of these uh, folks we've arrested and their parents and have them working on cleaning up the streets, you know, like picking up litter, basically. So it's not just that you want the actual people who've been arrested to be uh, picking up litter; they want their parents to be out there picking up litter. And then you heard from. It's a tragic story of a woman whose son was murdered, and then another story of a woman who has two salons and all the times it's been broken into, and um, another story of a guy who had served time in prison for, I I swear, I think he said, it's a little hard, I think he said second-degree murder or something, and then talked about how hard and unforgiving people are once you get out and try to actually, now he has his own business and he, whatever else, and, and, um, but what was just striking about the, about it all was, again, people want the same things. Like pe- people, it's not like, uh, you know, people like talk about white on white or black on black or black on white or whatever. People don't like crime. Yes. <laughs> you know, people want to feel safe in their homes, and uh, people want good schools, and well, and all of that. People want to be able to take a walk at night. Yeah, yeah. People want to be able to take a walk at night. Yeah. You know what? There was not a single question about. Uh, it is a, a grizzlies. A, not a single question. Yeah. Two and a half hours. Everybody's checked out right ask, now. No, no, no. No, it wasn't about Grizzlies like... What oh, you, you mean the arena and Arena. Whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not a, not, it, we talk about it a lot, and we think it's a civic issue, and it is, and I hope, you know, they get it figured out, and you know what else. But you know what else? You know, you know what's top of mind for people? It's not It's not building a new arena. I mean, look, at, I, I support doing what you have to do to keep the Grizzlies, but it was striking to me that over... Two and a half hours of question asking. No one said, "Hey, where are you on the uh, yeah on the uh, effort to keep the Grizzlies in town?" Um, anyway, I was glad to go, and we'll talk to Sam more about it. I think also, though, a key in that it's not that it's an unimportant issue; no. it's that timing. It feels like that's a future 
It also problem. doesn't feel like if you are at a school, at yeah. a high school, talking to a community, parents yeah. and community, yeah. they're not going to raise their hand and ask about how we do it on the FedEx Forum lease. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and we have so, enough money. Yeah. Uh, and so I think some of it was just a product of, yeah, uh, of all of that. Um, anyway, interesting uh, to go last night and to be part of it. And uh, we'll talk to Sam more about that um, as we go forward. Again, John Martin and then Chris Harrington and then Sam Hardiman. I have... I heard some really depressing news on the way in, Jeffrey. What's that? I was listening to uh, to the morning show, and they gave me a stat. Unsportsmanlike. It's called unsportsmanlike, and they have a, they have something at the end where they have their unsportsmanlike moments. Okay, right? They, they, and and what they featured was the Portland Trailblazers, and this is going to come as a particular blow to you. Because you're the one who's tried to maintain and tried to give me hope yeah. over whether the Grizzlies... Grizzlies will play Minnesota tonight, by the way. Mm-hmm. Grizzlies have not been swept in, a, in, a, in the season series by the Timberwolves since 2002-2003. So it's Ooh, been a long... Boy. It's been... Well, now, it's, that says more about... I think that says a lot about the Timberwolves. Yeah. Right, exactly. Listen, the Grizzlies have had their crappy years here, in here, although more playoff years than crappy years. Yeah. But... Um, but there've been some. But you got to give us credit. It's like we're either <laughs> we're either like a legit playoff team or like bottom. not a, not a lot of stuck in the middle. Yeah, there's there's only like okay, what 2010 was the 40 and 42, but there's not a lot of 40 and 42. When have they narrowly missed the playoffs? Ever? I don't think ever. So that is the team that sticks out because remember, like they started like 0 and 11. It was the 2010-2011 team, I believe. No, no, I'm sorry, 2009-2010 team because I just got back from Europe. So this and is, that team started really poorly. So it's a this is a Lionel team, the Lionel correct. took over this at is, half. At, correct, right? Um, but they don't. You're right. But anyway, the point is, is that the Grizzlies have had crappy years, not as many as the Timberwolves. And so the odds are the Timberwolves, if the Grizzlies were having a crappy year, Timberwolves might have been well been too. It's why they've it's why the Grizzlies have never been and not never, but they haven't been swept by the Timberwolves since 2002, 2003. Tonight. Uh, uh, could be that. Listen, it, it, it could be that moment. Could also be unlikely. Seems like could also be. We're still waiting for Taylor Jenkins to get his 200th regular season win um, for the Grizzlies. But none of this is what depressed me, Jeffrey. None of this goes to the stat that depressed me that I was listening to on on Sportsmanlike on the on the way in, and that is this: the Portland Trailblazers did not and will not. Win a single game in the month of February. This is why when when everyone was celebrating those not, wins two weeks will ago, not, and and February for the for the Trailblazers, February is done, and they are winless in February. Again, it is it, it takes it, a village. It is, it is hard to make up ground, Jeffrey, and they're now still five wins behind the Timberwolves. It is hard to make up ground. When they refuse to win any games. That's why you got to try your hardest this week. <sighs> and after, uh, after, it's possible the, the, the Blazers have these ones circled, right? Absolutely. They, they might like, this is our opportunity uh, to, finally, to finally win some games. Anyway, Grizzlies tonight. Uh, we'll talk more about the Grizzlies with Chris Harrington um, straight up at 10 o'clock. There is... Uh, stuff to get to that happened yesterday, and in particular, um, I mean, there was there was interesting 
There was interesting NBA action. Um, Max, Max Struess from insane. 59 feet. He, the thing that was the most insane, Jeff, he shot it like a jumper. <laughs> no, he was definitely, he was not throwing it up. Yeah. Like he, was, he, 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 he 100%. He let it go in post. He, yeah, 59 feet. Second longest buzzer beater in history. Um, and uh, so good for the Cavs. They are 7-3 over the last 10. They are now the two seed in the East. Don't get a lot of conversation about them, but that was awesome. Of course, it would have been more awesome if it had been in the NCAA tournament. Yes. Right? Like, it, it's yeah. a regular season NBA game. Yeah. It has, it has, it's interesting, but it is... Um, it was more of like, just like a holy cow. There was also, though, in the Nevada-Colorado State game, did you see that? There was a half-court uh, Jared Lucas hit a three from half court for the win. So we're getting a little bit of we're getting a little bit of that, you know. Oh yeah, a little it's, bit it's, of that juice going down. You can smell March coming ask, around the corner. Let me ask you this though. Okay, that was a three pointer from half court for the win, but it was tied. So yeah. like Max Struess's, no, they, they were, were down. down. They, were lose. They, they were going to lose. Don't you think it's easier when it's seventy four seventy four? You whatever you hit it, you don't hit it. I mean, it's. I think it's a prayer either way, but I do think there's no question when, when you throw the heave and there's really no consequences. Like if you just, if you miss, you're just going to overtime. I think that's very different than the prayer to win the game. And then uh, elsewhere in college basketball, you had Kansas losing at home on a weekday, which they never do to BYU. That was BYU was actually down 12 in that game, rallied to win. You had Kentucky uh, hanging on. That to- was a hell of a game. Well, and it's, it raises the question. What do you think of Reed Shepard? Reed Shepard hits the floater to win it, 32 points, 7 assists, 5 rebounds. He doesn't look like an NBA player necessarily, like physically, yes. right? But the truth of the matter is, he's a demon. And, and he is oh, he's also... he's a cold-blooded killer, too. He's a cold-blooded killer. And, and then on, he, is not, he is not a nothing on defense. He's pesky as hell. Yeah, like, he plays now, a lot of cheater D though, which I'm fine with. Like he's he's active and whatnot. He is act. That's the way I say. He is not. He is not nonchalant. He is incredibly active defensively. Had, and even like whatever, he's not a big guy. five rebounds, seven assists, thirty two points, stone cold killer. I don't think that's what the Grizzlies want or need or will be looking for. But he is a guy who depend. Look at your your draft projections. He's in the Grizzlies range of where they'll be. Yeah, to me, the thing about Reed Shepard is. Because I've actually gotten asked a couple times. It's a times. tough one for State, by the way. Josh Hubbard's terrific. I mean, that, the shot making the, the, down the stretch was, crazy. was insane. Reed Shepard's a tough one for me because much like we've talked about like with quarterback play and how the, the game has changed and what makes it difficult to evaluate, a guy like Reed Shepard, it's like, okay, you're trying to, what is he, you know, we need to figure out, like, can he... We've talked about his defense, but like, can he just straight up play man to man against elite guards in the NBA? I don't know. He profiles to me like the most similarly to Buddy Heald, like where you just watch when you watch him play, like size, everything. You're like, man, that guy can. You know, it's funny. You know, it's funny. You know who else was like? Uh, you know, he's he's a great college player, stone cold killer as a shooter. He's just not going to hold up defensively. He's just like he's too slim. He's just not enough. That guy, I think his name is Curry. Yeah. So Curry. I'm now, di- mind I you, think- you can't. You're comparing him to the best player at right, that. Ever. I think. I think the other difference, though, for me with Curry is a Curry was always an elite ball handler. Yeah. So you had that, but also with Reed Shepard, like he's 
he is a great shooter. But I mean, Steph would come down. No, at half, not, like like when now. Granted, Reed Shepard's got not other great players. Around. I'm not saying he's Steph. But yeah, like to but, me, the the difference though with Steph is Steph was in range when he got past half court. Like the the. But, like, the same thing as, like, Jimmer Fredette. Like, what was the difference? Like, Jimmer Fredette was in range That's, when he got— It is funny. Like, Gabe asked me about this yesterday, about co- the combine and how do we— uh, Well, people evaluate—, to evaluate they, they, well, the, the problem is they over-evaluate um, numbers and stats and, and not stats, you know, a, a, athletic profile. Traits, um, traits traits versus production. Right. And, and they ignore a guy, you, you know, you, is he a baller? Is he a football player? Is he productive? Is he whatever? And you're like, okay— well, that's great. That, well, we'll just focus on that. And the, you know what that'll give you? It'll give you a Jimmer Fredette and Adam Morrison. Yeah, great college players, <laughs> highly productive. Yeah. So it's for all the guys who you can tell succeeded, they were doubted because of their traits, but they nevertheless became great. There are definitely guys who were drafted because of they were great who floundered because of their traits. Yes. Denny Werfel. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, there's a million of them. Great. Just a baller. Like, how can you be more productive than that as a uh, Tim Colt Tebow? McCoy. Tim Tebow. Like, there's a, there's a million. And you're like, no, yeah, it doesn't. It does actually matter if you're good at the things that you need to be good at to succeed at, at the pro level. Yeah, absolutely. But And then, you know, on the flip side, it's like with Josh, with Josh Allen, He's a traits versus production guy, but then you also have to like account for the fact that okay, why was he not not that productive in college? It's like okay, well, you go and you look at their style of play, their scheme. It wasn't quarterback friendly, so he's not going to have these massive numbers. And I, I think it is. It, it goes back to how hard it is to do this. Oh God, to, yeah. to figure out which guys are going to succeed despite their traits and which guys are going to, you know, flounder. Uh, despite their extraordinary traits, or which guys are... I, I think it's incredibly complicated. Anyway. Uh, I, I have found in recent years, maybe this maybe this says more about me, my makeup. I have found it easier to rule out people than it is to, like, I'm going to stump for this guy. Right. Like, I'm going to get on the table. I'm going to be the guy in the room that, you know, when you when they're going around the war room and you ask, you know, who's who's up for this guy? I find it harder to be like, that's my guy. But I do find it a lot easier to be like, that ain't it. Um, uh, so that's a tough loss for State. Got interesting games tonight because you got Alabama, Ole Miss. Uh, I think the last thing I saw, Ole Miss was a six-and-a-half-point dog in that Ole Miss one. is limping to yeah, the finish. That's It's started out with such promise. And, uh, and then you got Auburn. You got Bruce Pearl going back into Knoxville tonight. So that'll be fun. That will be fun as well. We do have a busy day. We got John Martin, then Chris Harrington, then Sam Hardiman. But I did want to talk a little bit also about the NFL stuff. Was there anything that you took out of? Obviously, yesterday, a lot of talk about Caleb Williams and the Bears. Um, the Bears didn't really. I guess you could you could listen to what the Bears said and believe whatever you wanted to believe. Yeah, I did think Ryan Poles like, laid out. Well, if we were to trade him, here's how we would do it. Like, the, I don't know. You the, took from that. Yeah, the, that trade. To me, like, they, they're trading him. Um, I liked what Brandon Bean, you know, I told you, I thought the cap going up would be big for the Bills, and he basically came out and said, like, hey, we were not expecting this. This is good news for us. I thought that was big. And he basically, he also said Steph will be a Bill next year. 
I liked how uh, Sean Payton. Listen, we're going to take a couple weeks to decide on Russell Wilson, and then he was he was brought up a. I saw some guy on the internet with a shirt that had all the eight quarterbacks. Right, the names. Exactly. We it's hope like, the next. What he so, said was, is we hope the next guy doesn't isn't crossed out. Correct, but he also in the, if you listen to it, the numbering would have included Russell Wilson. I say right. So yeah. it's like they they've moved they've, on. They have already crossed out Russell Wilson. Exactly right. Well, I, I thought Raheem Morris doing the Lord's work. Raheem Morris is just going on any anywhere they put a microphone in front of him, telling him how bad Desmond Ritter was. Right. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I appreciate. Listen, it'd been hard in the trenches out there. Thank you, um, John Schneider, who is the GM of the Seahawks. They just redid Geno Smith's deal, and we're like, when that happened, and and that happened the same day or whatever over the same time period where the Saints redid a Derek, Derek Carr, Mars, yep. and and the thought was, well, that takes them out of the quarterback derby because we know who they're. Quarterbacks are going forward. John Schneider, though, asked about Geno Smith. He said he's the starter until he's not. Yeah, that's not exactly a ringing endorsement. It, but 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 all that suggests is they might draft someone, right? Yeah, and Throw I mean, first or, or I don't know. If you watched Geno last year, like Geno, Geno looked a lot like the Geno that we've seen for most of his career. Uh, and I'll contrast that with Stephen Jones, uh, uh, Jerry Jr. In other words. Um, who said, asked about Dak, said we absolutely wish to extend him. And then he went on to say our whole thing about Dak is him being a cowboy. That's very different than he's the starter until he's not. Cowboys all in on Dak. And and then you have the Chiefs are going to tag Legereus Sneed. Yeah. They've got Chris Jones and Legereus Sneed both as free agents. And those of us help, hoping for the demise of the Chiefs, what the, 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 what the main priority would be for those of us hope, wishing for their demise, the main priority would be Chris Jones leaving. And that is not happening. It, it I, does I, not appear. I think the Bills win that game if Chris Jones isn't on the field. And uh, what does seem like it will happen, they, they, were, they, they don't want to tag Chris Jones because it's whatever, 31, 32 million bucks. Right. That's too much. That blows up their cap. And so I think what what you do when you have one tag and you've got two players, you figure out who you can actually come to an agreement with right. apart from the the tag. And they are it seems like the first question to ask is wh- which player we, which player are we the most fur, the right. furthest apart yeah. from? Who, who do we need to use this tag right. on because otherwise they're just going to walk. Right. And so I think they've concluded and Chris Jones obviously symbolized he he he, he signified it at the he's uh, he signaled it at the parade said he's not so going anywhere um, and uh, and but it's pretty clear at least their their assessment of it is that they can reach a deal with Chris Jones without using the tag yeah and so what they'll do is they'll use the tag on Legarius Sneed and then they're also open to trading him so you can tag him yeah and then. Trade him if you, you know, if you're not going to get, if you don't feel like you're going to get a deal that works for you, because you can still negotiate after you tag him. Right. And so Legereus Need could well be the next Tyreek Hill, the a star who is shipped out of Kansas City, so they can reload with draft picks, so they can keep this thing going. I mean, honestly, from a Kansas City perspective, that seems perfect to me. No, you don't want to lose Legereus Need, but if you can load up with draft picks, keep Chris Jones. It's it seems pretty damn ideal. Yeah, I think in the end, 
I'm I'm kind of going old school on this, which is like the closer you are to the ball. Like if I have if I'm having to make a tough decision, obviously you'd rather keep both because I think both significantly contributed to them, to them winning. Because holy hell, did the Chiefs guard the absolute crap out of the Niners? But I just kind of always believe like the guy that's closest to the ball that changes the game makes up for a lot more than right. And the, you can lose, lose Snead; they still have a shutdown corner. You know, it's not like you know. I mean, do I think Aaron Donald or Jalen Ramsey was? a bigger reason for the Rams' success on defense. It's right. like Aaron Donald every time. All right. Uh, John Martin coming up next. Then Chris Harrington. Then Sam Hardiman. If you're selling your house, Josh Hysaw would be the person to call. Met with him uh, maybe a year ago now. Uh, myself. And uh, and you just can't, can't help but be impressed. Flexible fees, no upfront costs, let you out of your contract at any time, risk-free. I, was, I used to laugh at that. He said, you can text me and I get it. Like, that's how confident he is that he knows the market, that he knows how to market your house, um, and that he knows how to get results in whatever the environment is. Well, it's spring, and a lot of houses now will be going on. It's a perfect time to sell if you are interested in selling your home. You can pop on over to Google. You don't have to take my word for it. They have, he has more than 300 five-star Google reviews. It's Josh Heisaw. Phone number is 901-461-8147, or Josh Sells the Mid-South. Com. John Martin coming up next. We'll talk Tigers and other stuff with him. Jeff Calkin Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everybody, it's Boomer Esiason here, and eBay Motors has everything you need to keep your ride or die alive. From superchargers, brakes, exhaust kits, and more with over 122 million parts, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home the win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Occupied. Hurry up. Go away. I'm enjoying my hot shower. Yeah, we'd all like to. Hot water hog. That's it. Family meeting. We can all enjoy long, steaming, hot showers. Even the last in line, which it seems is always me. But go ahead. Have that imaginary argument of what you should have said. Take your time. With our new high-efficiency Navi and Tankless water heater, I'll never take a cold shower again. Visit tanklessmadesimple.com to learn more. 
time to get thunderstruck during Gossip Mitsubishi Spring Sales Event at Gossip Mitsubishi on the Pike. Ready to get 43 MPG Highway? Check out the 2024 Mitsubishi Mirage. We gossip 18610 or 249 a month. Need extra room? Seven passenger seating in 2024 Mitsubishi Outlander SE. 33605 or $399.99 a month. And Gossip Mitsubishi's got sophisticated styling and comfort in 2024 Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross. 31200 or 449 a month. Plus, every Gossip Mitsubishi comes with Mitsubishi's 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. That's Gossip Mitsubishi, 1870 Covington Pike, and 24-7 at MemphisMitsubishi.com. If you want it, we got it and got it Mirage RH005931 MSRP 191010 Outlander RZO19512 MSRP34605 Eclipse RZO10625 MSRP317 Includes all rebates and incentives PF695 Excludes tax title and license CD dealer for complete details Offer valid through end of the month With approved credit dealer stock only Where are my basketball fans at? Welcome to Fandom 101 The madness is upon us When the biggest ballers in the land take the court We need you loud, proud, and live Cheering them on the NCAA Division I Men's Basketball first and second rounds, March 22nd and 24th in Memphis. Attendance is encouraged. Passion is mandatory. Buy your seats today at NCAA.com slash MVP tickets. Class dismissed. As Tennesseans, we all see and appreciate the abundant wildlife around us and the great fishing opportunities we have across our state. Thanks to your Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency. I'm Don King, reminding you that none of this would have been possible without the support of hunters and anglers who have purchased licenses and paid the bills over the years. Don't forget to purchase your license this year. It's a great investment in Tennessee's wildlife future. Do you have three ex-wives and your current trophy wife wants a life insurance policy three times the size of the policies you had to purchase for your previous mistakes? If so, you need to call Big Lou at Term Provider, 800-700-6898. Big Lou is intimately familiar with your problems, and if you're 50 or 60 years old and in reasonably good health, a $1 million policy should only cost about $100 to $200 per month. Big Lou may have a solution for your previous policies as well. You may even save enough money to lighten the load on your new $1 million policy. Remember, call Big Lou. He's like you, except he's only on number two. Call Term Provider at 800-700-6898. That's 800-700-6898. For a million dollars in term life insurance that you can live with, call Big Lou at 800-700-6898. 800-700-6898. I'm still going for it, even with higher stroke risk from atrial fibrillation and a regular heartbeat not caused by a heart valve problem. Over a three-year study, Eliquis Apixaban tablets reduce stroke risk better than water. And over 97% of Eliquis patients did not experience a stroke. A first stroke occurred in 2.9% of warfarin patients versus 2.3% of Eliquis patients. Don't stop taking prescription Eliquis without asking your doctor. It may increase your stroke risk. Eliquis can cause serious and in rare cases fatal bleeding. Don't take Eliquis if you have an artificial heart valve, abnormal bleeding, or antiphospholipid syndrome. While taking, you may bruise more easily or take longer for bleeding to stop. A spinal injection while on Eliquis increases risk of blood clots, which may cause paralysis the inability to move. Get medical help right away for unexpected bleeding, unusual bruising, or tingling, numbness, or muscle weakness. Medications such as aspirin products, NSAIDs, SSRIs, SNRIs, and blood thinners may increase bleeding risk. Tell your doctor about all planned medical or dental procedures. Learn more at Eliquis.com or call 1-855-ELIQUIS. 
Spring is coming, and that means it's time for patios, and there's no better patio in Memphis than the Majestic Grill. What a perfect thing to do for brunch one of these spring weekends. The Majestic offers its fabulous brunch on Saturday and on Sunday. So you can get the crab benedict or a delicious frittata or the brioche French toast and then sit there and watch the people go by. Oh, and the patio at Majestic is both heated and covered. Believe me, it's perfect. So head on down to 145 South Main one of these weekends and treat yourself. Spring doesn't get any better than at the Majestic. Jeff's guests appear on the Frame Corner phone lines. Frame Corner, with expert custom and do-it-yourself framing since 1975 on Park Avenue in East Memphis. Now, back to the Jeff Hawkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. You've got something that needs to be framed. i got the place for you to go. It's the Frame Corner. The Frame Corner right there on Park Avenue, 5035 Park Avenue in East Memphis. You walk on in there. Hey, they have beautiful frames. If you want to just buy a frame and do it yourself, but what they're real genius, and I do mean that, they're real genius is in taking whatever you have that needs framing and make it look beautiful. The way they describe it is is they make memories. They really do. They frame memories. They preserve them. Um, and so whatever the moment is that you want framed, so you have it forever both to hang on your wall, to look at it, whether it's in your office, your family room, or wherever it is. But then also, like, your kids look at it someday. It's like framing something, framing something makes it special. Framing something says, this means something to me. Framing, whether it's a moment or whether it's a particular piece of art, it is the Frame Corner Memphis, framecornermemphis.com. Phone number uh, 682-9901-5035 Park Avenue. Joined now by John Martin. John, every single day... From 11 until 2. John, did you know this, Jeffrey? John, we had about a dozen people at my wedding over the weekend. And uh, and at some point we decided, you know, we needed some livening up. Very late, like on Friday, I texted John and says, I said, why don't you come? It's really just kids. and But you know my kids and whatever. And so why don't you come? And it was a late invitation. And so you responded by being actually late to the wedding. Yes. Late to the wedding, such that, Jeffrey... We an eye wait, for an I, eye. I texted him and I said, when do you think you're going to get here? He, what's your ETA? He said, I'm 13 minutes away. So I, I said, well, okay, we can wait. We can hold the ceremony. So we all just stood on the, on the uh, front porch and waited. And then, then he dropped a glass and broke it during the, during the, that's traditional, I guess, in some Jewish weddings. Say, uh, right. Uh, maybe uh, that's, maybe that was just the, that, that whole thing, you know. Yes. Explain yourself. Well, I, I, I believe in reciprocity. <laughs> An eye for an eye. Yeah, I mean, so like, I, I kind of just, uh, I give you the energy that you give me. Right. I do actually believe in that. I'm going to show you the energy you show me in life. Now, obviously, I right. I wasn't I wasn't intentionally late. No, no. You know, you're, I had a bunch of stuff going on at home. But, um, yeah, like, I, I do believe in that um, universally. Just, like, showing people, you, you go how, low how with you, me, I'm going to go low how, with you. How did you think I did up there? I thought you did great. I thought you looked great. Um. I thought you I said the vows loudly enough. Yep, yep. I thought you did a great job. Um, you know, you obviously watched the film, um, right? The first time, right? You got to correct. Read the scouting read report exactly. Read the scouting report, and uh, anyway, it was a little cold there. You know, on that porch, it was a little cold. It'd be colder today. I'll say that it would be colder today. It would be co- it would be- I'm just saying you could have had like a heater or something like a, on the patio, like a like a space heater or something. Maybe you could have. Right. For your guests. But instead, next, you would... Next, you, I'll think of that next one. Well, you know... Look at the film. I'll think about that for the next one. Um, all right. So, last week, 
when you reemerged from being away from because you you Dom arrived, and then and then and then uh, the scourge arrived, and you were laid low, and uh, and then you came back, and this was after Memphis had rallied to beat Charlotte, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and really impressively beaten Charlotte, and I, I think it was on your show actually, yes, and you just were not having it, like. You were not having, if I wanted to enjoy the win, if I wanted to revel in the moment, if I wanted to say, yeah, no, like anything that I wanted to say positive about it, you were not having it. Because they took a perfectly promising season and threw it in the trash can. That is still true. They took a perfectly promising season and threw it in the trash can. Yes. And yet you... Are you gonna not, are you gonna allow people to enjoy the Florida Atlantic win? Definitely, definitely for several reasons. Um, one is it's an avenging of a year ago, not fully because it's a it, pretty pathetic revenging, though, <clears throat> isn't it? I mean, it beats the hell out of losing, but well, like I mean, it's, it's, it does not it does not even the scales. If no, you're talking no, about eye for that, eye reciprocity, tooth for tooth, what that represented, right? It's not the same. Believe me, I'm just. But it's nice to get yeah, a lick back. Okay, that's fine. It's yeah. nice to you, you know get something back. Yeah, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> you know, on, on a national televised game, so that's one reason why I would allow people to do it. And then the other reason I'd allow people to do it is there were some elements within that game that I thought were probably the most promising developments we've seen, like. I think Dandridge being wrapped up in this academic scandal might actually be the best thing that's happened to this you, team. You think? Because I, I, I know that. I, I asked Jeffrey that question, and he said, "Would they? Would they have? Would they have won or lost? Like if Dandridge, Dandridge had been eligible, would they have? Would that have hurt them if he had been able to play?" And he said, "It's unanswerable. You you can't know the answer to that question. He's played well. Maybe Golden wouldn't have gone nine for nine if you had Malco. Whatever else. But you're you're of the view that his absence, not because he's a bad player, but his absence helped the cause. Yes, because it clears the way full time for Naquan Tomlin, who is a great player, who is an NBA player." I mean, I think he's an NBA guy. He does things out there with the ball where I'm just like, why has it taken this long? And I've, and I've had that thought. And I know sometimes it's a little self-inflicted because he gets himself in foul trouble. Well, that's the thing. He yeah. didn't, But he didn't against FAU. He didn't. He was but, on the floor. But, but Malco's – no. But Malco's continued absence could loom large for that reason. Well, I mean, yes. If, if he can't stay on the floor. For, but if yeah. he can – yeah. He is the best. He is the best player on this team, not named David Jones. That he might be better than David Jones. I could make that argument. Like he was doing things in that. Like they won that game because of Naquan Tomlin. I know that David right. Jones led the team in scoring, but they won the game because of Tomlin. He was making threes. He was getting to the foul line. He was making his foul shots. In the first half, it was the only reason they were in it. Exactly right. He had. He brought energy. You know, he can. He just does things that 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 Dandridge can't. He can be a threat on the perimeter. He's 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 a little longer and rangier than Dandridge. He can guard like a, a little bit better out there than Dandridge can on switches. He certainly he finishes better. He he's runs above the, court the rim. Better. He's he's, yeah. he's a better foul shooter. He turns the ball over less. I mean, so and and it's not it's not necessarily like oh this is an attack on on Malcolm. It's more like I just want I, for the for the entirety of the season for the entirety of the season all, all I have said is. Give your five best players the most minutes. And they only, like, he had a six-man rotation. 
Jaden played 16 minutes. He's the only other player who was 12, uh, who was over yes. in double figures. Everybody else was just spot. Right. And do you think it's any coincidence that they looked as good as they did? I don't. I've never thought that. I've always thought that that's exactly what this Memphis team needs. They don't need random patterns. They don't need uh, uh, helter-skelter. You know, they need to commit to something, you know, that is consistent and that allows their best players to be on the floor at most times. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's like... So the two things that you took out of that game that look positive for the future particularly are Tomlin's emergence as one of the best players. Who yes. gets, and secondly, Penny's... Um, Penny's ability to resist playing everybody. Yeah, there was no there was no random the four minutes of Carl Sharon font. There was no Jonathan Pierre. Jonathan Pierre's fine, but you know, when 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 the when it's nut cutting time, which is what we're in right now. Well, why here's my question though. Doesn't it, it like this goes back to the frustrating thing. Isn't it frustrating as hell that it requires nut cutting time before he does this? Yeah, especially when, you know, you're it's too late. Right? Like you've already done so much damage to your resume. It's incredibly frustrating. I don't understand why it almost feels like Penny has to feel that adrenaline of like catching up, you know, catching up to a bid. And it's just like, man, you were fifteen and two. Like you had it. You were a lock. You were a lock to go to the NCAA tournament, man. And then you win. You know, then you lose four in a row, and then you, you know, obviously that lost to Rice. So, so you do you do believe that it is too late? That they that there is the, the question Penny was asked. Is there anything they can do short of winning the tournament to get a bid? Short of winning the AAC tournament to get a bid. Is there anything they can do? Well, they have to win the NCAA tournament. No, no, no. Basically, it, to get into the NCAA that's what I'm tournament. Saying. That's what I'm they saying. have to win. You think they, I'm saying, is there anything they have to six do games. short of it? Okay, I'm saying. If they win six games. I'm saying if they win, if they win, if they win the rest of the season games and get to the championship game. Is there a shot? There's a shot, but it's just it's impo- that is what is unanswerable because it's going to re- like was it was a bit stolen, right? Um, what does the rest of the bubble look like? I think Memphis is going to have a really compelling case because I I think that would what would have happened in that scenario is another quad one win. Obviously, the quad one at FAU, right? But the third win in the AAC tournament, I would have to believe is a quad one. I mean, I would just right. assume. So you pick up two more quad one wins, you're going to be sitting at, I think this would make you 25, 26, and 9, something like that, um, with what you did in the non-conference. I think it would be a tough pill to swallow if Memphis is left out at that point. Um, because it doesn't matter. Like, we already know. It doesn't matter for Memphis's seeding what happens on the AAC tournament championship. Like, right. it's already right, over. Done, right. Like, because they beat Houston last year, right. and they were still a – at eight right. nine, they were in the eight nine game. Right. So um, I I do think it. I would have Memphis in under this scenario. I would have Memphis in, but I don't know. Like their like their metrics are bad right now. How much better would their metrics be if I'm stipulating six more wins, including two quad ones? Like, do they go from seventy seven or seventy eight in the net to fifty two in the net with all of that happening? Right. If they can, if they are in the fifties in the net, I think they are in. If they stay in the mid sixties, early sixties, I think they're probably because there's like a there's a threshold, right? Who's got the who got right. the, who got a bid with the lowest net rate? I think it was Rutgers last year. I don't. What was the what was their rating? I think they're in the sixties. Yeah, like it, I mean, if you're in the sixties, you know, I mean, that's really probably too far do gone. Do you think that obviously 
when we are exuberantly excited about this. And, and I think they went to Dayton. Right. To Dayton. Yeah. Which I'm, but believe me, I'll go anywhere. Take, <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, Mark and I have talked about this. I think this scenario is in play if they go 3-0 and and don't win the tournament. I think you could see them in Dayton. I think I think their resume is is good enough. I I really yeah. do. I mean, I I would be I would be disappointed if they finish. Their resume is better than their metrics, right? Do you right? Do you think when we were exuberantly, you just hope the metrics catch up if all of that happens. When they were when we were exuberantly excited about this team, and they were rolling, and I remember saying, you know, this team, like, what don't they have? They have everything, right? You know, I, I I use those yes. words. They yes. got they have everything, um, and. It's very clear. Even Sunday, we're saying it wasn't like they didn't hit a million shots, but that's like what they—that's representative of the best version of themselves, right? Sunday, what we saw Sunday it wasn't like a perfect game or anything else, but when they play well, that's what they look like, right? Isn't it true that we overrated them even when they were playing well? Like, like they aren't a top ten team even when they're playing well. Well. <clears throat> Yes, because the, the the predictives would never like them at any point. I mean, they just I, I think there was maybe a a, a a juncture where they were like late twenties in the net. But I'm I'm talking about like the Torvix and the Ken Palms and the, man, like, you were out there ahead of the curve telling people they're not making the tournament. Predictive analytics here, Bart Torvik. This was like a month ago. You were doing this, yeah. and people were hating on you, John. Yeah, well, they're like you're negative Nelly. Yes. You're, what are you what are you saying? Look! Look at their record. You're whatever else, and you kept saying Bart Torvik, Bart Torvik, Bart Torvik. Right. They only have a 22 percent chance of making the tournament, or whatever the hell it was at the yeah, time. Yeah. And you got a lot of hate rained down upon you. What else is new? That's what happens to visionaries. I, I, <laughs> it's too bad you were right. So Ken Palm wrote about Memphis before they lost to uh, South Florida. Oh, okay. He had a whole piece Thing. on, on yeah. Memphis. He's, what did it it's, it's, it's let's talk about Memphis. What happens when the AP rankings and Ken Palm rankings diverge? This was before, this was before any of the, the bad stuff out. happened. Yeah. And what did it say? And he said, y'all know that radio host in the midday from 9 to 11 in Memphis? He's he a bitch. No, he, didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't say that. Uh, he, he, he basically said um, Memphis doesn't have a high-end quali- high quality win. This is what he said. Um, and he went on to go look look into, like, like compared – their record and their ratings to past teams and things like that. Um, and basically sort of what it boiled down to um, is that he just felt like Memphis could be an exception, but he trusts his numbers, right, over... I mean, over, did, he, did he predict a collapse, or he just said... He, he, he basically said that this, this is not a team that can go on a Final Four run. Right. This is not a top. This is not this a Sweet not Sixteen a, this team. This is not a, some great team. Yeah, he right. said. He just. He just said. Um, you know, Ken Palm kind of writes like, you know, it's not like right. you and me, right? You know, but he's like, uh, there is a Final Four appearance by 2017 Oregon here, and an Elite Eight appearance by 2014 Michigan State to salvage some dignity. But the overall trend is pretty brutal. Like Memphis, Kansas maybe could buck the odds and join those teams. But as with cases like Memphis, I suspect most every time this happens, people can find reasons why the AP poll and the eye test are finding things that predictive metrics are missing. And most every time, those people end up being wrong. And then, of course, their next game, they blew a 20-point right. lead to South And away they go. So, yes, the analytics never liked this team. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think there are, some, there are some potential things that are happening that are unfolding that 
you know, I the, the the metrics can catch up. I mean, it's you know, you just have to win six more games in a row. So, okay. So, uh, and then um, so it seems easy. Let me ask you this: Who's the Raiders' quarterback going to be next year? Uh, it's intriguing. It's an interesting. Qu- it's not Aiden O'Connell. It's not him. They're not running that back with him. So. You know, do they do they trade up uh, and try to get a Jaden Daniels at three? They're gonna have to give up a lot, but I think you know maybe he's worth it. Um, I, I believe in taking swings for quarterbacks. I mean, I just, would you give up your I'm, next two ones? Yeah, I mean, you have to. No, no, this one and then the next two years, you have to. You like, would. I would do that for CJ Stroud. I mean, you know, if you hit, it doesn't matter. You would do it, and you'd certainly give up this year's one, this year's one and two. Yep. And then next year's one. Yeah, because I mean, in the end, right for Jaden Daniels, we know we know what the formula is in the NFL for winning a championship, with one exception, which is the Kansas City Chiefs and Mahomes. Right. the 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 key is what the Eagles did last year, and what before you have to pay your quarterback is you draft him, you have him on that rookie scale, you fill in the other positions with the salary cap room that you have. And then you just hope that somehow in this first four years you can hit it big before you have to pay everybody. You know, that's the way it goes now. You win with young quarterbacks. What if you sit tight? Unless you're Mahomes. What if you sit tight and, and you know, pick J.J. McCarthy or pick, you know, I don't th- I, 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 or I don't, pick Bo Nix or pick who? Like, I, I don't well, think the, I, other, the other thing we've learned is that nobody knows. Like, well, that, that, that is true. Lamar I mean, went yes. at the end of the first round. That is right? true. Like, that is true. We don't know like, I, which of these quarterbacks I, are going to be awesome. Like, why would I want to draft J.J. McCarthy? He was a quarterback in a past second offense in 2024. I don't want that guy. If he was great, it would have been a pass eh, first offense. No, 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 because it's Harbaugh likes the offense the way he has the offense. If he had Pat Mahomes, you think he, it would be a run first offense? I think if he had Pat Mahomes, it would have been a run first offense. I don't offense. believe that. He does second. always have the same offense, but like to me, it's like I think back to when he had Luck and when he had McCarthy. It like, was not a run first like, offense at Stanford. Like, well, no, but I mean, it kind of was. It was still like he was still. My deal is like Luck made more throws where I go. Oh my God, McCarthy makes more throws. Where I'm like, Oh my God, what is he doing? <laughs> yeah, McCarthy just kind of like does enough, right? I mean, I, I just I'm not compelled with. And then Penix is too old, and Bo Nix is too old. I, I, I don't care about how old they are I, at all. They, if they're good, they're going to be good till they're 38 years old. I don't what think I, I don't think I, either I don't of those guys is in an NFL QB. If if Patrick Mahomes was old, I'd still take him. Well, yes. you know what I mean. So I, it's not that the the oldness. I don't give a damn about. I really don't even care about Penix's injuries, and I don't think that that's what's knocking him down. I think what's knocking Penix down yeah. is they don't think he's that good. Well, yeah, I mean, again, like I, I am a big believer. Okay, and 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 I know it's kind of crazy, but I inject a lot into single game playoff performances against good defenses. Right when I, I was very skeptical of C.J. Stroud until I saw what he did against Georgia. Then I'm like, right. oh, my God, like this dude. Because that's an NFL defense. Right. They had 11 NFL players. And he lit it up. And he was awesome. I'm like, I, I, I'm sold. You know? Conversely, Penix lights up a Texas defense, but then he gets up against Michigan. Texas which defense is, is a damn good – well, it's it, a damn good front. It, yeah. It was a damn good front. They kept him largely clean. Their secondary. Their secondary was weak. A problem. Michigan, yeah. we know, same de- to me, it's the same deal as Georgia, and he really did not play well at all. So – I'm very skeptical of that. Bo Nix, like, that was an offense. That was a system. I don't really think he rises above that. 
Um, and we saw him, you know, uh, at Auburn, and it's like, uh, you know. If they don't get Jaden Daniels, that's clearly your number one option. That's yes. what you want. You yes. want him to trade up to three. Yes. What the hell are they going to do? I don't know. I mean, I, mean, I think. freaking Gardner Minshew? What are we, just, what are well, we looking yeah, at I mean, here? You know, you maybe you go. Mark Time? Russell Wilson? I mean, I don't, I don't know. Um, you just, yeah, it's a bridge. It's just like anybody else. Like, you just bide your time until you find one, right? That's all you can do. You just, you just try to be competitive Maybe eke out some playoff appearances, you know. I mean, the, the the Raiders roster is pretty good. I mean, they have pieces. They have Devontae Adams. They have a, a decent offensive line. You know, they have Crosby defensively and a couple other pieces on defense. So, it's, and you don't mind him not not tagging Josh Jacobs. I mean, I would, it's a it's a running back. It's like whatever. I mean, put you out there, give you a helmet, and you're going to go that'd, get four yards. That'd be great in this day and age. John, thank you very much. Okay, uh, 11-2 to 2 every single day. He's one of the three midday shows at, on uh, 92.9. And uh, well, nobody crushes the midday uh, like 90. On middays. We have, we have cornered the market on middays. Nobody crushes the, the midday like, uh, like us. Chris Harrington coming up next. Then, some, then Sam Hardiman uh, over at FanDuel. You can bet five bucks and win. If you're a new customer, bet five measly five dollars and win, and you will get $150 in bonus bets. Yep, that's right. That's why FanDuel, another reason, it is America's number one sports book. It is official sports book partner of the NBA. It's safe, it's secure, you get your money fast. And if you're a new customer, one measly winning five dollar bet, and you get $150 in your account to bet on all kinds of things. All you got to do is go to FanDuel.com slash Calkins, FanDuel.com slash Calkins, C-A-L-K-I-N-S. It must be 21 or older in present Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is not withdrawable. Bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789. Chris Harrington, when we return, it's Jeff Calkins, show 92.9 FM ESPN. I'm what you might call very good at hide and seek. This one time, my parents had to round up the whole neighborhood to track me down. It was a mess. A lot of tears. Well, now that we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house, including all my favorite super secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my shows and... Ha! Found you. The heck? How? You left to find my tablet on. This generation, ruining the game with their performance enhancers. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity for a reliable connection throughout your home. Now through March 5th, get gig-speed internet for $35 a month for 12 months when you add unlimited mobile. Plus, get Wi-Fi equipment included for two years. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Requires paperless plan auto pay stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Taxes and fees extra and may change. Gig-speed Wi-Fi requires gig internet and Xfinity gateway. After 12 months, internet increases to $60. After 24 months, regular rates apply. Xfinity mobile requires Xfinity internet. Actual speeds vary. Without the ones like you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.